0: You're listening to a message from Pastor Jack Holt at the River. Tonight we've come to honor you, Father. To ask you, Father, that you would envelop us with your presence and your power. Father, your people have come tonight to be touched by your power so that they might follow you in every area in their life. And Lord, I'm asking, Father, that you would reveal to them clearly your will tonight. And that you would restore and save and bless and heal all of your people tonight, Lord, that no one would leave without a touch from the Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for it and we give you the praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Turn to somebody and say, I'm ready for manifestation. Tonight, I want to minister you on the topic of the manifestation of power. And when I use that term, I'm talking basically about having faith in the anointing. When you have faith in the anointing, you have faith in the power of God in your life, and it takes faith to get that power to be released actively in your life in a great way. Can you say Amen. If you remember the story of the woman with the issue of blood, she pressed through the crowd and everybody was touching Jesus, but she was the only one that had faith in the anointing that day that received her healing. Another example in Scripture is when Jesus was preaching inside of a home and it was packed out with religious leaders and so forth, and and the Scriptures tell us that the power And the presence to heal was present at that meeting. But yet no one was healed until a man was let down through the roof that had faith. And God not only healed him, but he forgave him of his sin. So there was no manifestation of the power until someone believed. I want to ask you tonight, are you going to believe That you can receive from the power of God tonight. If you're going to believe that you can receive from the anointing of God tonight in your life. If you do, you're going to leave with a manifestation of power. And I don't know about you, but we need power in the generation that we live in. We need power. We need power to restore our families. We need power to restore our health. We need power just in our country, supernatural power, so that we can turn back the wiles of the devil and get the kingdom of God manifested in this life. And so tonight as we look at this and examine it in Scripture, I want you to keep asking yourself this question. Do I believe enough to receive from the anointing tonight when they anoint me with oil for 2020? Can I really believe for it? Because if you can, there'll be a manifestation of power in your life. I don't believe in dead religion. I believe in a religion that is alive. I believe that God has called us to a religion that is alive. And there's a a tangible anointing of God's presence and power in our lives that all of us can look forward to. Amen? I want to read to you a scripture in Isaiah chapter 10 verse 27. They'll put it up on the screen here listen to how this is worded. It shall come to pass in the last days or in, the, in that day that his, that his burden will be taken from his shoulder and his yoke from his neck and the yoke will destroy, be destroyed because of the anointing oil. Say it with me. The yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. What's he talking about in this passage? Well, first of all, the yoke is talking about the instrument that they use to tie oxen together. And Jesus used it one time when he said this. He said, take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is easy, my burden is light. He was talking about receiving from him the anointing or the power of God that was in his life so that you could go through life easily with God's spirit propelling you and bringing you along. But in this text, the the yoke is talking about the yoke of bondage that comes through sin and deception and fear and worry and all the things that trouble us in America today. Amen? But it said the anointing oil will destroy that yoke. Why? Because there's power in the anointing. The anointing is really Christ inside of us the Bible, Paul said this, he said, it's no longer I that liveth, but Christ liveth in me. Christ is Christoph. It means the anointed one. It's having faith in Christ in your life. There is a manifestation of power that'll destroy your addiction, that'll destroy the things that are leading you astray, that'll destroy the things that you're doing in your... Come on, church, you, you listen to what I'm talking about. It's that powerful, but you need to believe for the manifestation of that in your life. And you'll release it then and begin to see in your life. There's a story about this in the Bible of a man I love by the name of Elisha. And he really craved and, and craved the anointing power of God. He was a he was the predecessor of Elijah the prophet. So he's serving him in this capacity right now and and uh, the prophet says the Lord's going to take me away and so just stay here. And Elijah said, No, I will go wherever you go. So wherever Elijah went, Elisha stayed with him. In other words, he wouldn't settle for where he was at spiritually you got to ask yourself the question tonight, am I going to settle for the level of fruitfulness that God wants me to have in my life tonight? Or am I going to go for more? Am I going to say, Lord, I I want to have more than enough with plenty left over, not just with physical things, but with spiritual things. I want the anointing of God to be strong in my life. I want the anointing of God to, to not only bless me, but to bless my children's children. That's the kind of determination that he had. He, wasn't, he wouldn't settle for where he's at. He kept going to where God could bring him into a higher level of anointing. We know that, that as soon as he saw Elijah being taken up, And kept his eyes on him, and that's what you gotta do tonight. You gotta see yourself in that deliverance. And once you do, the anointing of God will come to manifest in your life in power. Because he took the the mantle of Elijah afterwards and he struck the struck the Jordan and says, Where's the God of Elijah? And God split that Jordan and He walked across just like God wants you to walk across your problems, walk across your fatigue, walk across your come on, your frailty. And walk in the power of the Spirit. God desires that. Now, look at this text with me in Psalms 133 too. It's a text about the anointing oil. And it's about when they put it on a man by the name of Aaron. He's going to be the high priest of Israel. And notice what it says. And it is like a precious oil upon the head, running down upon the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garments. I want you to understand tonight we're going to put anointing oil on you, but not in the same way that they did on Aaron. They used six quarts of oil. When they poured it on him, it went down his beard and, and went into his clothes and saturated because it's a sign of what God's anointing wants to work in your life. It starts with the father of the church and then it runs down to the leadership in the church and it is designed by God to get us all wet, soaking so that wherever we walk, that anointing is on us. Can't you say amen? But what's interesting, and, and this is very prophetic what I'm about ready to tell you, is that when God anointed someone for an office, and remember the, the anointing only came on the prophet, priests, and kings. It comes on all of us now. But it was only used for that. And, and as soon as he anointed them for office, he asked them to do something that was impossible for them to do in the natural. In other words, I'm going to give you anointing so that you can do what was before impossible. You say, what was that with Aaron? It was impossible for a mortal man to walk into the holies of holies by the Shekinah glory of God and to offer up incest to God. It was impossible. Anyone that got that close to God's presence, the fire of God would strike out and destroy him. And so when God was anointing Aaron, I remember, I, you know, I imagine the first time that he had to do his, his procedure as priest, that he was a little nervous because he had known in the past that you get next to that ark like that and you get struck dead by the power. Power of God but he went and he did what was impossible and God wants to anoint you tonight to do what is impossible what you haven't been able to do before in your life that's the prophetic word I got for you tonight that maybe it's something that you haven't been able to dream for and believe for and see in your life but God says I'm going to anoint you tonight that you can do things that you couldn't do before that you can grab hold of things come on church powerful And there'll be a manifestation of healing. You couldn't heal yourself. Your supplements didn't work. The doctors gave it the best they could, but they didn't work. But God's anointing will work. And you'll be able to declare things that you couldn't declare before. You'll be able to be the person that you couldn't be before. Because there's something about the power of God that takes us out of the natural and brings us into the supernatural and gives us supernatural ability to break through the barriers and everything that we may be facing in our lives. So I want you to hear that when I say that too, that what is impossible in your understanding in your experience the anointing will break through it and you'll be doing what is impossible are you hearing me? maybe i'm talking to the wrong group tonight but i'm talking about things that you you couldn't fix yourself things that god can only fix things that you always wanted but you couldn't do it that's what I'm talking about, the miraculous, the supernatural. But you have to have faith in the Lord to do that in your life in order for it to come to pass and really set you in the place that God wants you to be. I want to speak tonight about this because I really believe the Lord has been ministering to me to tell the people in the church they need to operate... Not just in crisis, but all the time as spirit filled believers. And that, that's not saying, well, you know, you go to this church. That's not what it's talking about. The Bible says to be filled with the Spirit, right? In the Greek, it means to continually be filled. Not just on Sunday, but on Monday, on Tuesday. Come on, on Wednesday. On your birthday. Come on. Be filled. The word filled in the Greek, it's an interesting word because it doesn't mean to fill like a glass up to the top. Doesn't mean that. It's used in ancient writings when sails of ships would be filled up with wind. How many know when a sail of ship is filled up with wind, you could stand on the deck and feel the rest of the wind. It doesn't contain it. There's an overflow. There's always an overflow when a person is being filled with the Spirit. It isn't. See, most Christians say, well, I was filled up. My cup was filled up. No, that's not being filled. Filled is when they take the glass, they keep pouring in it, and it keeps running over. Keeps running over. Keeps running over. (laughs) And and, and it starts to flood your house. Flood your, your prayer room. Flood your church. Flood your children. Flood, come on, floods everywhere. That's what it means. There's a super abundance of overflow that's connected with being filled with the Spirit. It's not just enough. It's more than enough. And David talked about it in this respect. He said this, Though I walked through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. I staff is with me. And then he says this, God anoints my head with oil. And then he says, my cup runneth over. Now those of you that had relatives with you, you can relate to this message, but the ancient world, when some, a relative would show up or a friend, you would say, go ahead and spend the night and you would put a, you'd, you'd offer them a drink and you'd pour the wine or whatever it is in there. And and if it overflowed, it meant that you could stay in the house and eat and drink and do and, and, and you had access to all their resources for as long as that happened at dinner time. But a day come when the host says, you've been here long enough, and he fills the cup up to the top, doesn't overflow it, and says, here. Some of you probably say, I need that cup for my relatives. I still have not left. Amen. But that's what, that's what it means. It means overflow. So David is saying that God gives me this overflow in my life of more than enough. This is what it means to be spirit-filled. You see, the same thing when Joshua went in the promised land. The Bible said that when the priest touched the Jordan, it, 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 the water just went up at a wall and then it flooded all the way back to, to, the, to the city of Adam. In other words, there was uh, overflow that kept going as they crossed to, went across to the promised land. If you want to get your promised land blessings, there's going to be an overflow in your life. Say amen. God's spirit is going to pressure you. And God's spirit is going to give you more than enough with plenty left over. It's going to be just, it's not going to be just enough peace. It's going to be an overflow of peace. It's going to be an overflow of joy. That's when things start really happening. When a person is filled with the Holy Ghost and power. And so when we talk about this anointing tonight, it's connected to being filled with the spirit you got to be filled with the Spirit to get the full measure of the anointing operating in your life. You remember when Peter and John, after the resurrection, they were praying. They'd been praying three times a day, and they were going up to the temple to pray. And, and there was a beggar that had, that had been lame since he was born. And, and he was asking for alms, and, alms, and, and Peter said, I don't have any money, but what I do have. I give to you. What I do have, I give to you in the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk and he grabbed him and the man was healed. This is what I want you to see. You will have it in your life if you live in the overflow. You'll have what you need when you need to pray. You'll have what you need when you need that breakthrough. You'll, when you got the overflow, but you've got to be operating in the overflow. Touch the neighbor and say, you need to do this. Look here with me in Psalms 32 or 92 verse 10 and listen to this statement. But my horn you have exalted like a wild ox. I've been anointed with a what? Fresh oil. Can I be honest with some of you tonight? Your anointing is stale. We need fresh oil. Yes. We, you ever been, you know, been around Christians that have been saved for a while and, and church is kind of like a routine. Yes. Oh, that was a nice sermon. He had some nice illustrations, whatever. And everything's just, an, uh, it's just a, a routine. Oh, I got my same spot, got the same seat. God wants you to have a fresh anointing tonight in your life. He wants you to be fresh, on fire, not stillborn, but on fire, where every moment you're excited about what God God wants to do in your life. Every second, you're ready to give God praise. He wants a fresh fire. He doesn't want a cold fire. He wants a fresh fire in your life, a fire that will transform you, that'll bring you over the top. He doesn't want you in dead religion. He wants you out of dead religion. He wants you in a living faith, serving God with all your heart and with all your being. Yes. Fresh fire. I was raised in dead churches. Man, you go go New Year's night and everybody that is there for the midnight service is, they're just drunk. I'm talking about fresh fire. I'm talking about a fresh anointing in your life. Where when you go to work, they go, this guy's different. This guy's got joy. This guy's got a relationship. This guy's excited. There's something special going on. Something great going on in his life. I can see that in him. It's not ordinary. It's supernatural. (laughs) Fresh fire. God desires that for every one of us. God is so big. His power is so manifested that this freshness that he gives us becomes to us this change of atmosphere. The, when the anointing is in your life, there is it changes the atmosphere. You walk into a hospital. You walk into a hospital room and the atmosphere changes. Amen. Where there was no hope, now there's hope. That's right. And in a family, when the anointing is strong, the kids notice it. They're more at peace. When Joyce and I raised our kids when they were small, every kid in the neighborhood lived at our house. And It wasn't because we had a pool. We didn't. I would have liked one, but we didn't have one. Because there was peace there. There was security there. There was safety there. There was the Holy Spirit changes the atmosphere in your life. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. When you walk out, you know when you go to someone's house that doesn't know Jesus, and you go in there and and you just sense the friction, you sense the the the, the bondage, the, you just sense it. If you've ever been with a in a drug house, you can just sense the you know the evil there, the oppression, whatever. God wants to give you a fresh anointing tonight so that you can take that atmosphere with you in your family and in your community. Come on, and we can believe God and change the spiritual atmosphere that is around us. The anointing will do that in a very, very great way. The anointing has a scent to it, an aroma. Some call it the Rose of Sharon. The, villi, the lily of the valley, and every so often in my ministry, I smell that. I want you to understand in the Old Testament, this is all from what God originally designed. The anointing oil they made in the Old Testament could only be used for people called into ministry. It couldn't be used if somebody used it for any other purpose, they were put to death. It was made out of special spices. And you could imagine when they anointed Aaron with that oil, as he walked through Israel with their tents, the fragrance of it would go into the, to the tent. And the wife said, what's that smell? Oh, that's such a beautiful smell. It's, it's, it's symbolic of what the presence of God and the anointing of God will do in your life. It'll, it'll get rid of that stinky old odor and give you a, a pleasant odor. A fragrance from heaven. It's an atmosphere changer. It changes the atmosphere. It brings reconciliation. It brings freedom. It brings a level of love that cannot be loved without that anointing in your life. It will not work. Look with me in Psalm 72, verse 6. He shall come down like rain upon the grass before a mowing like the showers that water the earth. How many know what it's like springtime when you cut your grass? And there's that aroma of spring, which we're here, which which is that freshness. Oh, so beautiful, wonderful. The anointing oil, the anointing of God is designed not just to deliver you, but to change the atmosphere. I had a, a lovely lady in the church come to me and she, she had a, a tumor on her body. And I prayed and God healed the tumor. But well, I think it was one of her kids was sick. So she brought me some cloth and said, lay your hands on it. I laid my hands like, see, the an anointing's tangible. I prayed for it and she put it on her child and the child started getting better. It, it, it's It's tangible. It's tangible anointing. When you get into anointed meeting the next day, songs start welling up in your heart, and it's, it's tangible. It it carries with you. What we need in America is not more entertainment. We need more anointing. We need the anointing of God to transform our families, and that's not going to occur unless you are continually having faith in that anointing and stirring it up. In America today, one of the problems that we have is that we a lot of Christians have bought into convenient Christianity. Convenient Christianity looks good, but there's no sacrifice involved. Well if the church is not close, you don't go to go to one that's close. Go to one that fits in with your football schedule. There's no, there's no sacrifice. And if it can be convenient, I'm all for it, but you don't build your faith on convenient faith because my life is sacrifice. Yeah. Yes. You got to sacrifice and give up things in order for the Spirit of God to work big in your life. You can't always have what you want. It can't always be in your terms. It can't always be that way. There has to be that sacrificial nut, but there's a lot of people that bought into it, and that's why there's no power manifested. The power comes when an individual sacrifices and dedicates themselves to the Lord. Then God begins to move in a very special way. You know, I want to say something tonight, and I I don't mean to be controversial, but I'm going to be. Because I know what people need, even though they don't know they need it. One of the greatest hindrances to the anointing in the church today is the false teaching that is in the church about tongues. Many churches, they teach that speaking in tongues is passed away or speaking in tongues is of the devil or whatever, and they completely reject it. In fact, I can name you some great speakers that are no longer allowed to speak in certain denominations because they pray in tongues but I'm not here to slam a denomination. But what I want you to see from this is that speaking in tongues is the byproduct of being filled with the Spirit. And it's only because people don't understand it in Scripture and the early church, if you read through Acts, the five different occurrences of people that are baptized in the Spirit, you see speaking in tongues in all five, except for one. But in the one that it isn't recorded, they had to send for Peter and John to come up because it says none of them had received the Spirit. Well, some you must know somehow if someone receives the Spirit. Amen? But the reason why you don't find a problem with the early church is because it took hundreds of years for the devil to get into our doctrine and build a doctrine against something that is so sacred and so special the church needs. You didn't have all that unbelief when the church started. No one could distort scriptures. Scriptures hadn't all been written yet. But I will say this so you can understand it better because you need to pray in the Spirit. When Paul speaks about the gifts of tongues, he talks about it in 1 Corinthians twelve and fourteen, but he's not talking about the prayer language of tongues. He's talking about the ministry gift of tongues. That's all he's talking about. He's not talking about prayer language, and that's why he distinguishes. He, uh, he asks this question: Are all apostles? And the obvious answer is no. Are all prophets? The obvious answer is no. And he goes down the list. and At the end of the list, he mentions tongues and in interpretation. Which not everyone has the ministry gift of that. But Paul said, I pray in tongues more than you all. Now, if it was the ministry gift of tongues, he would have been doing it in church all the time. But it wasn't. Here's here's how you need to see it praying in the spirit is not a gift of the spirit. Because gifts of the spirit are say, they say are for the other person. In other words, when the anointing comes on me with the gift of healing, that's not for me. It's for you. When God moves in a service through a certain anointing, it's for you, not for me. Even though I, I'm blessed indirectly, it's directly affected for you. Tongues is the only thing that is not like that. The Bible says that when you pray in the spirit, it says that you edify yourself. James said in in Jude 20, he said, building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. How in the world are you going to pray in the Holy Ghost if you're not praying in the Spirit? The only way you could possibly do that is if you were praying prophetically, prophesying while you're praying. He's clearly referring to the prayer language of tongues. Now, I want to answer this question tonight. Can you be spirit-filled and not speak in tongues? Can I be a spirit-filled Christian and not operate in that? That's the question. Why would you even want to ask the question? If you were filled with the spirit, why wouldn't you want to pray in the tongues? It's a dumb question, but I'll answer it for you. Yes, I believe that you can be baptized in the Holy Spirit and not speak in tongues. But the only reason why you're not speaking in tongues is because you don't yield to the Spirit. I said you don't yield to the spirit. That's the only reason why. And here's the problem. You can be filled with the Holy Ghost and miss out on the benefits of it simply because you won't yield to the Spirit and flow with the Spirit when the Holy Spirit. It's kind of like standing in a river. If you're standing in a river, you can feel the current, you can yield to the current, or you can fight the current. Doctrine, false doctrine has told us to fight the fight the fight the current. I'm telling you, just go with the flow. (laughs) Pray in the spirit. Because it, it will give you great faith for the anointing. It'll build you up. Here's, what, here's the way. This is why, why I've survived all these years preaching. I'm like you. I have situations in my life that I don't understand why they happened. And I go to God and say, God, you got to explain why did this happen? I prayed. I did this. Why didn't, why didn't, why didn't you do this, Lord? And he doesn't always tell me why. But what I do when that occurs is I start to pray in the spirit. Because when I pray in the spirit, my mind's unfruitful, but I get built up in the spirit. And and as I get built up in my most holy faith, I can just trust him. I don't know why it didn't work out the way I thought, but I can just trust him when you don't have it operating in your life on a regular basis, you're going to get weary. You're going to get wore out. You're going to find yourself fragile. You're going to find yourself given up. But when you're able to pray in the Spirit, it builds you up in your most holy faith. There may not be anyone edifying you, anyone that is encouraging you, And you spend 20 minutes praying in the Spirit and you'll be Mr. Encouragement. (laughs) God wanted me to tell you this tonight because... It's not enough that you go to a spirit-filled church. You need to experience the benefits of a spirit-filled church. You need to allow the Holy Spirit. I prayed for thousands and thousands of people in the baptism of the Spirit. And some have spoken tongues, some haven't. But all you gotta do is yield to the Spirit. If you just yield to the Spirit and and begin to pray and and God will touch you and God will lift you up and, and God will, come on, it's powerful. I want you to have that in your life as a believer yes, amen. because Paul, he made this statement. He said this, that which we've begun in the spirit, are we going to end in the flesh or are we going to end in the spirit? Y'all know what I'm talking about. When you gave your life to Christ, God's spirit moved on your life. God's spirit touched you. God's spirit ministered to you. And you gave your life to Jesus. It started supernaturally. God didn't intend it to end. And we're to add religion to our lives and try to do everything by our flesh it wasn't like that at all God said no I saved you supernaturally and I want you to walk in the supernatural power of God in your life I want you to get up every day and be led by the spirit every day hear my voice every day have the witness of the spirit every day know that I'm inside of you and you're not alone and my spirit is strong inside of you and there's not a mountain that you can come up against or a problem that you can face that I'm not in you that I can't help you that I can't give you the breakthrough that you desire in your life I believe that God wants that tonight he wants us to be filled with himself in a real way not a religious way a spirit filled life something powerful about that that changes me and gives me such an awareness. Look at this verse, John 6, 63. It is the Spirit that gives life. Thank you, Jesus. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are Spirit and they're life. The Spirit gives us life. Because the spirit reveals Jesus Christ to us. The one that died for us. The one that shed his blood for us. The one that went to hell for us. The one that ascended up on high. That's the Jesus that's inside of you. And the Holy Spirit wants to minister that to you in a great way. Church, you see what I'm kidding at. It's so important that we live this spirit-filled life. That we believe. That we believe. That we believe. And we receive from the anointing in our lives. Man, when you learn to have your faith in the anointing and you can receive from it, everything changes. said everything changes. Jesus was approached by two blind men one time and they asked him if he would heal them. And he said something that is for all of us. Do you believe that I can do this thing? do you believe? And they said, yes, Lord, we believe. And he touched them, and there was a manifestation of power. My question tonight is, do you believe? Do you believe that the holy anointing oil, the anointing of God, can transform your life? That God can anoint you For 2020, with the power of the Holy Spirit in your life, where you're able to do the impossible. You're able to do things you couldn't do before. You're able to dream things that you couldn't dream before. You're able to be what God told you to be in 2020. Hallelujah. Can I have my musicians, please? Stand to your feet right now. Lord, we give you praise tonight. We thank you. We thank you, Lord, for your power. We give you praise. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for the power of your spirit tonight that gives breakthroughs. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we give you praise. Tommy, can you sing tonight for me the chorus, Hallelujah, in the key of G. Lift your hands up with me. It's just the devil. He's nervous. He's nervous. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we give you praise, Father. Bola la mamma, Firi Caramono, TDC for old Namana, Kissi, the Manonda Reverro, Kossi, the Manashi, the Monosity. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thanks for listening today. For more messages like this one, check out riveroflifefellowship.org, our mobile app, and our podcast. Also, find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at River of Life Kent to learn more and keep up with everything that's happening at River of Life Fellowship.